to the show. Today, I have got a guest all the way from London. She is a celebrity makeup artist. She started her own brand of eyelashes and she's just 27. Welcome to the show, Holly. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I couldn't wait to get you off here, Tom. <laughs> We've had our eye on you for a while. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so, I mean, I've been doing makeup now for a couple of years. How did you get into it? Um, I, my whole background is actually very similar to this in television and um, film production, yeah. digital media. I did a whole degree in it. Wow. Haven't used it once. I, um, <laughs> I left uni and just couldn't get a job. I was doing running work and everything, literally throwing myself for any job I could find and couldn't find anything. And when I was working on set one time, I made friends with one of the makeup artists. No and I thought, oh, I actually like that. And it was something I'd always really enjoyed. And my mum had always said to me, if you have a passion for something, you should make a career yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um, so that is what I did. And I just ended up going from like zero to 100 really, really quick. Um, and it was amazing. It was the best thing I ever did. I made some amazing, amazing friends got really involved in different groups of people and different things that I would never have done uh, sticking to what I, my original plan. Um, and yeah. So you've become this makeup artist from, like it's a big jump. My daughter's just done a degree in media and yeah. she's exactly the same to be mm. honest. She's like, what? what? Where, yeah. do, where does it go from here? Mm. Um, so I do understand that, but it's always great to go and have that background anyway, because you can apply it to so many different things. So. It's not wasted, is it? Yeah, your absolutely. I mean, I use my degree now to edit my makeup videos oh. or to, like, you know, do little yeah. things like that every now and then. And I think, well, it wasn't a total waste of time. And the things that I learned from that job has helped me grow as a person to decipher the kind of work that I do want to do. And it's taught me a lot about people. Oh, doesn't it just yeah. we were talking about people earlier on and it's like the worst commodity that you can ever get everything's great until you bring people into it isn't it Honestly. but we'll talk about that a little bit later so tell me how you made your mark in the beauty industry um i think it was probably when i started working with celebrities okay. um as always once you have that little bit of a following it just goes so quickly and it happens overnight essentially mm -hmm. um <clears throat> i started working with millie bobby brown yeah um, Millie's sister was my best friend at school. I grew up in Spain ah. um, and we lost touch as you do. I moved back to the UK and then randomly one day she messaged me on Instagram and was like, oh, can you come and do Millie's makeup? Uh, we're going to a red carpet event. And I had absolutely no idea who she was. And I know that is such a horrible thing to say. At the time I thought, oh yeah, they must be going out for dinner. Or, yeah. like, I just didn't put two and two together, stupidly. Anyway, when I got there to the hotel, um, I did her makeup, she looked gorgeous. There was a bit of a, you know, an atmosphere, like a hush-hush. And I was thinking, what's going on here? This is a bit weird. Because they're really grounded, down-to-earth, beautiful people, like yeah. lovely people. And um, I left the hotel and Mills was like, oh, I'm going to tag you on Instagram. So I was like, okay, babe, cool. And I think at the time on Instagram, I had something like... 3,000 followers and I thought I was the shit at that yeah. point with my 3,000 followers. Anyway, I walked downstairs to the car and by the time I'd gone to put the sat nav in, I was on 15,000 followers. Wow. And I was literally thinking, what the hell is going on? My phone was like bing, 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 bing. And it just blew up. So by the next day, I was on something like 20,000 followers. Wow. And it, my the pictures of my work were just everywhere. And wow. it was honestly... It was a life-changing experience for me in terms of my career. Wow. Um, and it just 
went mad from there really and I was in such an incredible position to be able to work with her because even though um, people you know may not have watched what she's been in or whatever she is so well known worldwide yeah so there was fans from all different parts of the world getting in touch you know they're absolutely obsessed with her different wow. like Beatles level of fans wow, to be honest. Really? Um, yeah we went to a few events together at comic-con and people are just screaming crying like it's just that, incredible it's incredible wow so have you become a makeup artist now yeah i work with her all the time um obviously covid took its toll um but now we sort of meet up every now and then to do hair or makeup and we just take it each day as it comes really how did you start your lash brands where did that one come from so uh with the lashes i was looking into the whole makeup thing and where I could save costs yep. in terms of my business and my biggest cost was eyelashes so essentially I'd seen other makeup artists doing it and I thought oh how on earth has she done that like that's a really big thing have your own product manufactured and whatnot and um, I literally stumbled across some well I didn't stumble I, I knew what I wanted and I think a part of me was because I had that dream I knew exactly what I wanted yep. and it was waiting for me, to be honest. Um, so I did some research into manufacturing and finding different styles and designs. I found a manufacturer in China. And at the beginning, when I look back at the product, um, it was actually really advanced for wow. its time. And um, something I'm very, very proud of. But still, the styles and the whole concept and the design of the packaging and branding has really grown over time. But it's grown with me as well which is something I really like. Is it um, something that you've designed all yeah, the way through? Yeah, all the way through. Um, initially, I was sent samples, and then I'd say, I want these, but I want them longer, shorter. I want the band thinner. Um, I want clear bands, you know, all different styles, different, I uh, wanted to try different things, because with eyelashes, it's quite subjective, surprisingly. Um, when I've used different styles on my clients, someone will say, oh yeah, I love this one, but I don't like that one. And it can change the whole look yeah. altogether. Um, something more natural or something fuller. So anyway, uh, it worked out really, really well. And now we've got a whole new range coming wow. out. We've got the vegan mink, uh, not vegan mink, sorry. We've got the vegan faux mink range wow. coming out, um, which was great fun. Um, I was going to work with a huge online retailer, <clears throat> whose name I won't mention, mm. and um, that happened during COVID. I was approached by them, and COVID sort of was an excuse for them to let me down, I think. Yeah. So we had a huge amount of stock, uh, which was sort of waiting in the wings, which never happened. So now I'm rebranding and changing it all to make it work for me now. Has that been a big cost? To yeah. have that done. Yeah, it was a huge cost. Um, but it's worked out for the better because now I can do what I want with them. Yeah. Because there was you feel so more much... back in control. Yeah, totally back in control. And it's not something I would do again. Because I think when you've nurtured something and you've found it, for someone to come in and have an influence over it, it's like yeah. your baby, isn't it? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, it, it really was my baby. And I was so proud of what I'd achieved and everything else with it and um you know, every time i saw someone they were like oh how's the lashes yeah so i liked the way that people thought of lashes when they thought of me yeah and that was part of the branding as well so yeah it was and it felt like i was being sort of 
having my arm twisted yeah. over things that... You're being influenced, right? Totally yeah. influenced. And I, I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted it to just be my thing, but sold on their platform. Yeah. And it was slowly becoming their product. Because I think many people look at businesses and, and dream of it and go, oh, I wish I could sell with them. But they yeah. don't understand the implications that no. go with it. No, there's not really many benefits, No, to be And you're there taking a large chunk of everything, aren't you? Totally. And you're left with the little scraps. Yeah. And your brand's being taken over. It's like, so... Mm. sometimes it doesn't work for everyone does it it doesn't work for everyone but I'm a huge believer in what's meant to be is meant to be absolutely and it wasn't meant for me and that's because there's bigger and better things coming absolutely <laughs> what set you apart from the other UK lash brands <clears throat> um that's a really good question I think mostly to do with the fact that my branding and everything about it is very empowering. Mm -hmm. um, it's always been something that's been really important to me. Uh, when I first started, I had my own logo of me as a little drawing. Oh, cute. Um, and I just wanted to be different and stand out. And I think people recognize that. But as time went on and I learned so much during COVID about social media, uh, because I feel like we were all on it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I learned a lot about just opening the borders more to what could be different and trying different things. And um, What different things did you try? So, I went for, initially, it was very sort of, not bland packaging. We were, like, very uh, like monochromatic, like black, white, pink, yeah. which was kind of boring. And then as time went on, I was learning more about women and how we're not all just um, white, 23, and from London. Yeah. Like, I wanted to expand my audience and, you know, pursue those type of routes where nude isn't just pink. Yeah. Or, you know, it wanted, I wanted it to be for everyone. Yeah. Our branding was one style suits all. And... That was really where I was pushing the route. So when we rebranded, um, the branding was gorgeous. It, I had um, a lady, a Muslim lady in a hijab. I had a black lady, an uh, Asian lady. And I wanted to get, get out there like, guys, this is for everyone. Yeah. And there's no reason why we should be set apart yeah. in terms of the only things that should set us apart is the preference of style. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing. And I wanted people to feel like, oh, I can't wear that because I have hooded eyes, or I can't wear that because it's, it's just not my thing. Like, it is for everyone. And I wanted to expand that further with the products that I intend to do later on. Um, but in terms of the lashes as a whole, that was what was really important to me. You're really passionate about being an advocate for women empowerment. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Um, oof, I don't know where to start. I think when I first started with the lashes, um, I had really funny names. The whole reason why I started was I went through a really bad breakup. Yeah. And at the time, he'd said to me, oh, fuck the lashes, like, forget it, get a normal job. It's not going to go anywhere. Like, you're not going to make anything. Oh, he was gorgeous. Mm. Went really back. well. Um, and at the time, I was like, I hope no. this isn't the one that you married. No, no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I've upgraded since then. God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it, it put me in a position where I thought, no, actually, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do really well with this. Did that inspire you more to oh, say, oh, my God, fuck yeah, you, yeah. I'm actually going to do this? Because I'm like, that someone does something to me, I think, Mm. I'm going to just show you. Yeah, I go bastard. the absolute opposite way. Yeah. Um, so the lash name. So thanks for that, fuck yeah. face. <laughs> so we had Don't Call Me, 
um, not your baby, uh, too little, too late, uh, too good for you. Like we had really wow, great there's branding. A, there's a message, there's a message there. Um, so that was really good fun. And people picked up on that and they were like, oh my God, this is brilliant. I love this. Blah, blah, blah. And when people would say, oh, what are those lashes? They're like, too good for you. Yeah. And ah. I really liked that little sort of touch on the branding yeah. because it was really good fun. Yeah. And I felt like as women, we could all relate to that situation. And as time went on, girls would message me all the time saying, oh, like, which one should I wear, blah, blah. And then people would often say, where did the idea of the names come yeah. from? And so when I started talking about that, other women were saying, oh, my God, yeah, that happened to me, or that's such a nice way to come out of a really crap situation. Yeah. Anyway, um, it just expanded from there. And I think with makeup in general, um, you get sort of two types of makeup artists where people are like gatekeeping. They're like, oh yeah, I'm not going to tell you what I use, but pay 50 quid to come to my masterclass and then I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. Which know. I don't like. Yeah. Like, I just don't really understand the point of that. Um, or you get people like me where you send me a message and I say, yeah, get it here. Here's a discount code. Yeah. You know, so at the same time, I sort of built that following and that sort of attitude. It's a bit with personal my, as well. Yeah, with my followers. Totally. Not just like putting a picture in a video, what yeah. you're building the relationship. Totally. And that was what was important to me with my branding as well, about mm. building a relationship with my customers and my clients and everything else. And when I was doing makeup, people would uh, come and sit down and be like, oh, my boyfriend's a dickhead or my mother-in-law's this. I bet you know, every girl says that. Though. Honestly. I've just said this when I was driving my car back to, yeah. to do this interview. My husband's on the phone. And I'm like, yeah. what a dick. <laughs> on the phone, down. Just natural. It's so natural. And I think as women, we love to sit and talk shit and as as time went on the more i shared that on my socials people were like yeah i can relate to that and i like this and i, I you know it was just really relatable for yeah. other women and as time went on i was able to sort of pick up on that and then share other things and experiences and i feel like the more open and honest i was with my followers yeah um the better relationship i had with them yeah and they're engaged totally then as engaged. well. engaged. And people responding, saying, yeah, I've had this too. And then I was like striking up relationships with people I'd never met before in my life. But they'd be like, I was crying at your wedding video. Ah. And I'm like, so, you know, we have these little relationships with people from conversations or little nuggets of information or power that you've given people. Mm. And I think that's really important. And that was the whole, you know, I don't, I don't know, I can't think of the word for it, but it was the whole sort of idea of the branding as well, to just support yeah. each other, because there's no reason why we shouldn't. Absolutely, and, don't. Um, you're in the right place for that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I just don't get it. Um, so <clears throat> when it comes to female empowerment, on International Women's Day, um, I posted a few things, and it, it just went, well, pretty, pretty much went viral. Um, people messaging me, reposting everything. And on the day, I messaged all my group chats, all my girlfriends, people that I value the most. Yeah. And I said to them, what is a piece of information or a piece of advice or something, an opinion, you would give to your younger self? And I got some amazing responses and I just thought, I'm going to share this. Yeah. And when I shared it, people were replying and like, oh my God, Thank you for sharing that because I've been thinking that, but I didn't know how to put it into yeah. words or I didn't know how to express that emotion. And when I saw You're that, empowering thought, them. Yeah, totally empowering. And when I did that, I thought, oh, 
I really like that. And I like how it made me feel. Yeah. And striking up conversations that aren't particularly comfortable for yeah. people either. And I think when you've been in relationships where you've been told you're not going to get anywhere, you're not going to do anything, and that's by anyone. And it's not just relationships as well. You know, it can be from your childhood. Totally. Because childhood trauma. Absolutely. Even things your friends said to you at school. Yeah. These little um, sort of phrases that people have used or... You know, little and they sound might not bites. mean it that derogatory at the time, just like a, a, a sort of deadly magic. They will never ever remember it, but it will mm. stick in your head forever. Totally. It's totally. so mad, isn't it? It is mad. And um, that's why I always say children are like sponges. You have to so be careful. Because yeah. I know with my kids all the time, right? I, you're like, I'll be on the phone to anyone who say, Yeah, he's done my fucking head in. And yeah. the, the, my husband will come in and go, Daddy, mummy said yeah. you do their fucking head in. I'm like, Grass. They are the such. Sponges, just such sponges. So I can relate to that. That like I know myself with like trolling and stuff. Mm. That we spoke about this on the show before. I can have a piece in the Daily Mail, and there will be two hundred and fifty supportive comments, totally. and there's one shithead one. Yeah. And what's the one I remember? The shithead yeah. one. I don't remember all the nice ones. It's no. just the shithead one. Yeah. Like. It does, it, it's damaging. It is, so you have so got to be, you know, you've got to be so careful what you say and so careful mm. what you what you tell people as well. It's so true. Like if you haven't got nothing nice to say, shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's like I was trying to explain that to a friend recently about protecting your peace. Yeah. And I said, it's so important. Um, she said, oh, I heard about so-and-so and she said, and I said, I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know shut down. what she said about me. Because first of all, it doesn't pay my bills. Secondly, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to sit at home and think, oh, she said that about me and fester up all this anger and sadness and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to ring her. I'm going to yeah. ring her. Like, why? It's only upsetting you. Yeah. She's sitting there like, la, la, la. And she's got all the power in that yeah. situation. And I think the more energy you give a situation as well, the bigger and the nastier it gets, especially mm -hmm. with a negative situation. I said, I, I don't want to know. And I said, don't repeat things, especially negative things that someone else has said. Oh, she wanted to fucking say it. She said it to your face. Yeah. To be honest, stop. That's and if the you're thing. not saying it to your face, then it doesn't matter. No. Probably see you. She'd be like, hi, babe. Hi, hi. And it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Tell me, who is the woman who has most inspired your life? Oh. Well, I'll tell you who mine is. Go right? on then. Just while you have a little think. Now, probably all going to think I'm a full-blown weirdo now, right? But <laughs> here we go. My assistant, Tyra, will tell you all about this because I was pissed in bed and we'd done been on location and I get in bed with her and I spent one hour telling her about it. The woman who's most inspired my life is Eleanor of Aquitaine. So she lived in like 1137. She was the most powerful, influential woman of mm. the Middle Ages. She was queen of France, then she became Queen of England because wow. she married the, the she married yeah, the French sure, king. Sure. Then she married um, Henry the Second, and then um, and she was a Duchess in her own right. She yeah. just absolutely idolised the children. Mm. She went on a crusade. She didn't give one absolute fuck. Mm. And if we go back in history, there's so many strong women who were just forgotten about, yeah. and they're never mentioned because sometimes people go, I don't even know who it is, and it's mm. like. She shaped the country. Yeah, no. you know, we, we're living proof of, of these women who have led the Absolutely. way for us. Yeah. So who's yours? I'm going to be really cliche and say my mum. Ah. <laughs> ah, that's cute. Um, my mum, definitely, for so many different reasons. 
Um, and probably my nanny. Uh. My nanny, probably even more so. Honestly, just as strong as an ox. A woman in business then. Oh, a woman in business. It's not family or someone in history who's been oh a, a, someone you've looked up to and thought, oh, I think she's amazing. I think we all, we all love our mums and our, our family, but who's a woman who's really influenced you? Um, I don't want to be like too boring and say Kim Kardashian, but I probably would say Kris Jenner. Okay. Um, only because, only because um, she has seen an opportunity and has grabbed it with both hands, both legs. Do you think what you see there is authentic with it? Um, yes and no. Mm. I think there's a lot of that where there's been situations, obviously, that they, you know, it's exaggerated for camera. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> dramatic. But I think at the same time, what she's done with her kids, yeah. like she's totally um, created like an investment out of her family. She created a brand? Yeah, an entire brand. Like everything she's done in the background of her kids is is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, Like absolutely. regardless of what, how, how it started or whatever you want to do in terms of judging the Kardashians, I think Kris Jenner is somebody that is doesn't get enough attention, to, no. to be honest with you. She's the mastermind. She's an absolute life. mastermind. I think it's incredible what she's done um, and how she has literally made money from every aspect of all of their careers. Like she really has. She really genius. has. Whatever you, yeah, well, as you said, whatever you think about the woman, she's done well. Yeah, she's done amazing. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more to it, obviously, than what meets the eye when it comes to what we see. Um, but when I see how much good, like when I, obviously not compare it to myself, because it's a completely different situation, but I think every time I do something successful yeah. or I do something well, there are a hundred failures yeah, behind that. absolutely. So when I see well, how failure's well... failure's good. Yeah, failure's fantastic. But I think at the same time, when I see how well they are doing as a brand and everything else, you don't see the bad things that happen yeah. that goes on. So I think like if you are doing that well, you must have had some really hard times in order to do that well. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, as much as we see the good bits, I can relate in that instance where there are a lot of hard times and you don't get anywhere without hard times. Absolutely. They're, so, what, they're what make us the people that we are. Totally. And the determined, strong, driven women. That's right. So... Covid. I mean, mm. what a fucking fuck up that was. Like. Two years <laughs> of the most bizarre living I have ever known in my life. I now, know, in know. the hospitality industry, you know, Liverpool won the league in yeah, lockdown. I know, I remember. I wanted to absolutely put my fingers down my throat, vomit, <laughs> and then flush my head down the toilet. I've never felt pain like it in I my know, life. It was I just know. like. Oh, I was. I had the money spent me, dog. I yeah. was like, right, well, I'm going to do this in the final, and then I'll, I'll be getting that, and then when, when they bring a cup in, I'll, I'll go and buy myself this. Yeah. What can I get a pound? No, no. But no. do you know what? On the other, on the other side of it, you know, um, we there was so much going on as well, and Liverpool were like a really, I wouldn't say, but a bit of a. There's deprived areas in Liverpool yeah. where people are really desperate. And when yeah. um, the government come out and said, well, we're not doing anything for the kids' I know. dinners. I know. It's like, so we open the standing up um, and give away free food. Yeah. You go, the girls go, buy the shopping and come in and we do breakfast for the kids every yeah. morning. I opened up the hotel to the homeless people. Yeah. Um, 
and people who were coming out of jail and were going to be on the streets. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, some of it got fucked like a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take that on the chin. Sure. Um, so I think, yeah, so we really struggled financially. Yeah. What was it like for you as a makeup artist? Oh. And no one's going out, so no one's buying lashes. Oh, my God. It was hell, wasn't it, for us? COVID, like, my shop. I literally, um, I got the keys to my shop in the November, so oh. 2019, and we were having work done to it, doing it all up, and we were probably... Was this a shop for makeup? Uh, and, yeah, yeah, it was a shop for everything. So yeah. we had a one -stop private shop. rooms, yeah, yeah. one-stop shop, wow. and there was nothing like it in the area, so I thought, this is going to be mega. Oh. I was so excited. I'd interviewed all the staff, everything. Uh, we had a bloody WhatsApp group, and um, yeah, Boris obviously made the announcement. We, I was about to move in. Uh, we were about to get a place in High Wycombe. That all fell through. Oh. Like, it, it, it was strange because in the February, I was like, oh my God, I'm living a movie. Yeah. I'm about to open a salon. We've got a beautiful new house. We've got our, our little dog. I'm, I'm like happy in my relationship. Like, there's, I yeah, couldn't solve my life. I've got it all, right? And then I started hearing stuff on social media. I was like, nah, bollocks, bollocks. And then obviously Boris made the announcement and I, I just remember sobbing in the lounge and he was like, it's gonna be all right. And I'm like, no, no, it's not gonna be all right. It was it's so scary. It's not gonna be all right. It was so scary. And obviously I was self-employed, so I wasn't entitled to anything, mm. um, which was really, really hard. And the shop was just sitting there. So obviously I wasn't able to open the shop um, and it was just a complete nightmare. So we, my husband and I continued to try and keep it going. And in the meantime, I was doing masterclasses on Instagram, doing oh. lives. And to be fair, during that time, my, that was when I noticed my following starting to change. Okay. And I was able to have better conversations yeah. and better engagement with my followers. And I think that was when people learn more about me as well because yeah. I was I was on the phone all the time uh constantly on social media uh constantly posting everything and um they got to know me better for yeah. who I was and I think that was when people were like oh she's really normal yeah you're really down to earth and uh you know she's, she's really nice and I think as well people had that assumption of like oh you're a celebrity makeup artist uh you've got 20,000 followers you must have a rod stuck up your ass yeah and I think there was a lot of that like oh when I met you, I thought you are going to be really stuck up. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, I'm just normal. I shop in Asda. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm pretty genuine. Like, so um, that helped. It did help me in a way. I am grateful for COVID for those reasons where I was able to really grow as a person and grow and adapt with my following. And the masterclasses were brilliant. Um, I made some really nice friends uh, yeah. on the internet. Um, and we still share little tips and tricks to this day and growing with other makeup artists. And I think that was where the female empowerment starts. So my relationships grew with my following. Do you think that's been important to your business as well? Oh, so important. So important. Um, it gave me a real opportunity during that time to promote my brand. Yeah. And strangely enough, we sold more lashes when people weren't going out wow. than we did, like, than we do now. Like, it seems crazy, but um, it really took off. And I think as well, when people know that you're a nice, genuine person, it's a small business, like, I funded the whole thing myself. They buy into you more? Yeah, they totally buy into you more. Instead of, you know, your pretty little thing or your misguided or whatever, they're like, oh, you know, sweatshops in India. Like, yeah. 
you know, it, it, when people know that it's not such a huge conglomerate where people don't give a shit about their customers, yeah, yeah. Um, that you're absolutely right with the whole buying into it. And I think I was able to really pick up a really niche audience as well where I, I had a relationship with my customers yeah. and my clients, which was really lovely and so important to me. Um, and in terms of working and whatever, it boosted my profile having that. And I was able to work with brands and do things that I never ever thought of doing before. Um, totally opened up my eyes to working with different charities, um, you know, and in a way, COVID was great yeah. in that respect because it got people talking about so many different things as well. And saying that, obviously, opinions are opinions. And then you started getting a lot of trolling during that time as well. And I remember I used to wake up to the most bizarre messages. Like, just, I'm not even going to repeat some of the things that I'd read. And I'd, like, get all upset and worried. And I'd be like, oh, do people really think that? Oh, my God. I'm like... When I look back now, I'm actually embarrassed that I was bothered, you know. I don't think, I think even now, I mean, I've had it for fucking years. Yeah. Like, I've been a rat, I've been this. Yeah. Last week I was a wheelie bin with alloys on. <laughs> Just like the most bizarre. And I don't care who you are, it's still not nice when you read no, it. For that not. one second when I see it, I still mm. think... I think all my council estate roots come back out where I go, I'll fucking smash your head and cheeky bastards. Yeah. And then I just go, you know what I do now? I just go delete, block. Yeah, delete, And I just block. don't think about it yeah. anymore. But for that initial second, I am not going to lie, I, it does get to me. Yeah, for that it one does. second, I'm like... It's, you know what, I think got to me more. I was embarrassed in case other people saw it. Yeah. So I'd wake up in the morning and be like, oh, oh, oh like quickly checking my phone, notifications, yeah. and then immediately deleting comments under my pictures or people saying stuff like, oh, that's not concealer, that's filler. Or like just... So fucking what yeah, if it is? So fucking what? It is what it is. I still look great. Yeah. I'm still promoting a brand. I've still got people coming to my masterclasses and logging in and... Like, I don't really care what you think. Yeah. And I think as as women, we care so much about what just people think. Us. And it's just white noise. Yeah. It, it really just, is. You know, sometimes I don't even get to say there's other people who are locked into my socials because mm. they'll help run it. And um, they see them before me now and I just laugh. I just yeah. get, oh, did you see what I called this morning? They're just crying like, yeah, that was a <laughs> belter. I'm like, yes, get another one. But you do, do you know what? Mm. I just have to think now, dust yourself off. I yeah. don't give a shit no. what you think of me because at the end of the day, if you've got the time to sit and call me yeah. on social media, then you're doing something wrong, Doc. Yeah. Because I don't have fucking two seconds in my day. That's Every it. single second of my day is accounted for. Yeah. And if you're that bored, then I pity you. Yeah, Do you know absolutely. what I mean? Because they're only doing it because they're jealous. Yeah. That's the only single reason mm. that they're doing it. And they want to be like you and mm. they want your life that you've got to say, yeah. well, get off your ass and work for it then. Yeah. Get to sit and troll on people, you little meths. Exactly. That is oh, exactly Don't it. get me started. <laughs> Stand them. Okay, so what, if you could offer aspiring business women one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh my God, that is such a great question. There's so much advice I could give. It couldn't just hit be them, one. Hit them, hit them, hit um, them. All right, then what's your top three? Top three. Um, first of all, uh, it's definitely about overcoming failures. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Um, stop thinking because you've got one thing wrong, it's gonna ruin the rest of your career. 
it's not. I have got so much wrong in my time, um, in my very short career, and I sit back now and I'm like, oh, thank God that went wrong. Yeah. Thank God that went wrong. Thank God that person was rude to me. Thank God that happened. And, you know, I'm so pleased with how well my failures have proved themselves because at the end of the day, if I hadn't have had the failures or, you know, if I hadn't have been late to a meeting or if I hadn't have done this or hadn't done that, I would never have met that person yeah. or I would never have seen that advert or, you know, there's so many things that are put in our paths and uh, what is meant for you will happen for you regardless. And um, that is definitely something I live by. 100%, but letting go of your failures is the biggest thing for me because I used to wake up in the morning and like, or in the middle of the night and just be beating myself up about things that I'd done wrong or, oh, I should have used that lipstick or I should have done this and I'm like, they doesn't don't know, matter. yeah, it doesn't matter, but other people don't know any different yeah. either. Um, a second piece of advice is never say no, never miss an opportunity, never miss an opportunity. Um, I'll give you a short story. I went to an event with a friend of mine um, who worked in makeup. She wasn't too, like, she was, she was involved massively, but um, I wasn't as involved. And um, we were at some event. I can't even remember what it was for. Anyway, we're chatting away, and she was like, oh, I'm going to go. And I was like, what are you going for? She was like, oh, my boyfriend's at home, and I want to sit, I'm, like, I'm going to go and see my boyfriend. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. So I'd got talking to a few of the other girls and I was like, right, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to have one more drink. I'll see you later. Catch up tomorrow. And I stayed and I ended up meeting people um, that offered me all kinds of work. Wow. And to this day, I will always say one more drink. Yeah. One, like one more, like stay a little bit longer, another half an hour. I can't get 400. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because now I think to myself, like, Imagine going home and sitting at home and thinking, what have I just missed out on? Yeah. And there's been so many occasions where I've been invited to things and I think, oh, I really don't want to go. I don't want to put makeup on. I don't there's another piece ready. of advice, girls, that you can say for this. You know, when your fellas moan on at you saying, yeah. come in, you can say, no, well, I heard this girl on a podcast and what she said yeah. is always stay for more drinks. It is. It is. Win -win. Absolutely. Win-win. Um, but going back to that as well, another piece of advice would be don't let anybody tell you how to use your time. No. Um, time is money. And if you're, you know, wasting your time, you're wasting money at the end of the day. And I think, you know, using your time effectively, it's all well and good sitting in front of a, a computer for an hour researching something. But if you're not actually getting anything out of that, don't waste your time. You know, and it's like some people will take that when it comes to events and these opportunities where I've said in the past, oh, I don't want to go. It would be a waste of time. And I thought, actually, it's not going to be a waste of time because I'm going to meet somebody there that can introduce me to someone or will um, connect on social media or on Instagram. Yeah. And it's happened to me so many times where I've met somebody at an event where I thought, oh, that was a waste of time. That was a waste of money. And then all of a sudden someone will pop up and be like, oh, um, can I invite you to this? Or I, I want you to do this for me or that for me. And because of the situation that happened to me with Millie, where I was so totally oblivious to her fame and her total power, that I look back now and think, I would never want to miss something like that ever again. And because I sat back and said, yeah, sure, I'll come and do her makeup, no problem. I look back now and I think, 
I don't want that to happen, uh, not ever happen again, but I don't want to be in a position where I think, why didn't I go to that party? Yeah. Why didn't I take that phone call? Or why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Because I think it's so much better to live your life with regrets yeah. and think, oh, that was boring or whatever, um, rather than saying, oh, I should have gone to that fucking drinks. Yeah. I should have done this. I should have done that. And it's not always a party. You know, there'll be conferences or training days or you know, other masterclasses. As an artist, you must go to other masterclasses. You must meet other artists. Yep. I think people are so obsessed with competition and, you know, being the best in their field or like at the end of the day, you only learn from other artists. Absolutely. You know, as a makeup artist, I follow so many others and I think, oh, I love that product. She looks absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And then when I incorporate it, um, into my own tutorials or with my clients, I'll message them and say, oh my God, I use that sponge or I use yeah. this or use that. And they're like, oh, it makes you feel so good. Yeah. And I think that recommendation as well and being able to support each other in that way and to make sure you're sort of giving back to your community as well yeah. is really important. So letting go, never missing an opportunity, never saying no, and just using your time productively. Um, that is definitely a really big thing, using your time productively. And knowing your worth, mm. that's a big thing, knowing your worth. There's been so many times where, especially after COVID, and even before COVID, I would do jobs that would really destroy my inner peace, where I'd be with people, um, clients, who would sit and just be really negative, moaning, and I think, like, oh, I'm sitting here for a £25 blow-dry and you are being so rude and moany and I'm like, I don't, I don't need to be here. I don't need to do this. So it's almost like knowing your worth when it comes to your clients as well. I think that's okay. really important. Where protecting if, your energy. Totally protecting your energy because at the end of the day, I'd be working like eight till seven or sometimes if I was doing Indian weddings, I'd be up at four o'clock. Wow. And, you know, by by seven o'clock that evening, I would have done like 25 people. Oh, my God. And it's crazy when I look back and I think, oh, my God, I was working just ridiculous hours for such little money as well. Mm. And now I work when I want to work with who I want to work with um, because the whole glitz and glamour of working as a celebrity makeup artist isn't always like Millie. Yeah. There's been so many occasions where I've worked with celebrities and they don't want to pay. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'll tag you. And I'm like, all right, tag me. No tag. You know, things like that. And I think... Do you still agree to that now? Like, let's say you go, and, you go and see a celebrity never. and they say, do me makeup. And then you go like, okay, that's X amount. And you say, I'll tag you. What would you say back to them? I'd say, sorry, no. Sorry, no. Absolutely not. Like, you, you can't work like that. And that's what I mean by knowing your worth and yeah. the importance of, like, like obviously... Has that ever happened to you where you've had to say that? <sighs> no. Thank God. Not yet. Yeah. Um, but people will try it. People yeah. try it even now. Big brands being like, oh, you know, it'd be great to combine our followings, which I agree with. I totally think it's great. If, you know, if you've got a free day and it's not going to cost you anything. And, but sometimes I'd be traveling into central London for like two hours on a Sunday morning, like to get them ready for 7am. And I'm like, why would I do this for free? Yeah. It's actually costing me money to do this. Yeah. And I learned my lesson the hard way because where I'd obviously worked with Millie and there was so much, um, 
positive, like positive reinforcement with the following and everything else, I think I thought that would happen again, mm. but it hasn't. No. Do you feel like social media has changed? Oh my God, totally. Since lockdown? Massively. Um, strangely, I've lost interest for social media yeah. in terms of the things I see. I think this is so boring. So boring. What's your engagement been like since, since you haven't at the time dedicated to um, it? I think it's really hard to say with Instagram. It's so hit and miss. It is, yeah. It's totally hit and miss. Um, sometimes I could post on a Sunday at seven o'clock, eight o'clock when I know everyone's at home yeah. on their phones. 200 likes. Yeah. Thursday morning, posting something off the bat, like 1,500 likes. Yeah, it's so, so it's weird. It's so hard to gauge. And, you know, at the moment where I'm trying to rebrand and my understanding of social media, even what I learned at university about... 10, no, not that long ago, eight years ago. Even now when I look back, I think this is so different yeah. to what I've learned. And it's so hard to keep on top of trends and how- I don't think there's like, usually you can figure something out with the algorithms or you say, okay, it's, it's just bizarre now. Yeah. It is just bizarre. Like sometimes you can put a story up and your story's got 10,000 views. Yeah. And then you'll put another one up like the next day and it's like a thousand. It's like, that does yeah. not equate to your following. No. It's just, I don't know what's going on mm. with it, but I just feel like you can't fully rely on that as a you marketing can't. tool anymore. No, you absolutely can't. And I think as well, more recently, my engagement's been quite high, obviously, where we got married and we've had really lovely things going on. I had a yeah. Hindu. And I think in that respect, people like to follow a journey. Yeah. And where I was like having my little journey with the lashes, people followed that for so long. And then with the salon, people followed that for so long. And then when I closed the salon, I was a little bit heartbroken over it. And I was like, I don't want to go on social media. Mm. Like I was really bitter. Yeah. I was really, really resentful of the situation. And I came off socials for a little while and I started using a private account to post things and see my family. But other than that, that was when my engagement obviously dipped. But I think consistency is a, a big thing. Yeah. Um, it's hard to have time to oh, constantly so have hard. content. It's like, Oh, and interesting content mm -hmm. as well. Like it's all well and good posting a picture of you looking gorgeous on a night out and people asking where your shoes are from. But that's not, it's not, you know, giving me anything. It's not fulfilling, it's, is it? It's not fulfilling. And I think where I started posting about International Women's Day and then that was when it sort of lifted my engagement. I thought, ah, this is showing me more about my audience yeah. now and my audience is changing. I've been on Instagram for probably 10 years and I think the woman I was 10 years ago to the woman I am now is a completely different person. Absolutely. So I wanted my um, branding and everything else to evolve with that and I think it has because I've noticed since I started posting about wedding stuff and you know things about like buying a house and normal things that we all do, we don't really see that on Instagram. Mm. We just see girls in waist trainers or you know girls in like just pouting and you think like they don't have my mind you see my kids being absolute bastards yeah <laughs> like I, I just think like what what is the point if, if that's what you're going to use it for yeah absolutely yeah. i think people want to see your life as well so yeah i feel like the way social media is now everyone's trying to sell something the yes influence, every sell 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 and it's not authentic anymore that's exactly what i'm trying to say yeah so when, it's not authentic yeah so so when someone's looking and they are seeing your wedding and they're mm. seeing reality 
they, they are engaging with it more yeah. rather than, oh, I've got a discount code, type in this and yeah. fuck off. I know, I know. For once to buy so one, I'd buy one, dog. I know. <laughs> and then your 10% isn't going to change my life. Like. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with it. Yeah. It's funny, like when um, we got married, a, a friend of ours, she works in London, and obviously my husband's got lots of friends in London, but it was just hilarious because some of the girls she worked for was like, oh, I saw Holly's wedding on Instagram. Ah. And she was like, what? Like, do you follow her? They were like, no, we saw you on the hen. So then we started following about ah. the wedding and we wanted to see her dress. And I was ah, like, that is cute. so nice and ah. so lovely. So then that made me think like, maybe if I was a bit more real yeah. on Instagram and that whole authentic sort of vibe, yeah. that is what people prefer. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important, especially when it comes to your branding or working with your clients and customers. It's massively important. What's next for you, Hob? Oh, God. Um, I think I need to really focus more on, well, not focus more. I need to spend more time probably on social media, strangely enough. Um, but with my lashes, we did a rebrand, um, but I just got too carried away with the wedding yeah. and it took over my life. So now I'm rebranding the lashes. I'm expanding further. You keep saying the lashes. What are the lashes called? HJ lashes. Sorry, HJ lashes. <laughs> um, HJ lashes. And just working on exposure, mostly. I think mm. that's really important to me, expanding the brand and trying new things. Uh, I want to do a female empowerment event soon wow. and incorporate the lashes brand with that, have that as a sponsor. Um, Doing more things like this, I've been really, really excited about coming down today and having a chat with you. It's really nice to meet like-minded people mm -hmm. and talk about, you know, shared interests and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sort of living in the wedding bubble still. <laughs> so what are your best? People say you fucking ate them soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so much more to come. There's so much more to come, but. I, I take each day as it comes as well. Absolutely. I think every time you make plans, God laughs. And um, I'm taking it step by step and enjoying the ride. Tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram. So my Instagram is hj.mua and my lashes brand is hj.lashes. It's all linked up together there. Um, I've just started doing blogging recently and all the links are there for the vlog, all about the wedding and the Hindu, which is really good fun. Get on and have a little look at a dress and that. Yeah. <laughs> have a little news. Yeah. Um, and the website, the link is all there and you can tap and buy the products directly from Instagram. Oh, amazing. Girls, all give it a follow and thanks for watching. Holly, thanks for coming thanks on today. So